0: Welcome to PR for Humans with me, Mike Sargent, the podcast for people who want to cut through in business and communications. We're talking to those I admire most in the industry, hearing their communication secrets and stories. I'll be using some of their insights in the book that I'm writing about the best storytellers in the business. Please do reach out to me through my website, prforhumans.com, or follow me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Nada Shirley, someone I first met almost 20 years ago in the heady period known as the dot-com boom. Then she was running Nash, one of the agencies right at the heart of those tech-crazy days at the end of the 90s and the start of the noughties. Now, as MD of Gong Communications, NADA is doing something rather different, putting purpose into PR. In this conversation, she explains why PR needs to help businesses be a force for good. It can't simply be about chasing the headlines and the fees. Of course, all businesses want to do well, but there's more to life and work than hunting for money. I hope you enjoy listening. Niall, no, it's great to have you on the podcast because uh, I think it's been a long time since uh, we were on opposite sides of the fence. When I was the the Sky News e-commerce correspondent, and and you were doing all sorts of exciting things in the in the dot com boom, as as it, as it was known then. So, um, what, what what are your thoughts looking back on that that crazy time? First of all,
1: oh, it was. It was a roller coaster ride i think i don 't think we 've seen anything quite like it since actually in the intervening years. So my fondest recollections of that time are you know the i suppose the ambition and all the entrepreneurship that kind of bubbled up with all the money that was sloshing around from the venture capital industry, and everyone was trying to find the next big thing um, but what it did create, i think, is a lasting legacy in the sense that. You know, there are businesses that are still around today that I look at with great fondness, like lastminute.com, having sat with, you know, entrepreneurs like Brent Hoberman and Martha Lane Fox at my kitchen table back then <laughs> uh, to see, you know, how far they've come. House of Lords and Founders Forum and, you know, the amazing businesses that they've spawned between them and the, and the issues that they champion. So I think really good things did endure from that crazy, crazy time.
0: Yes, and I, I mean, I was the first and the last e-commerce correspondent at at, at Sky and and when I look back on that time I think um, that the dot-com boom crazy as it seemed actually reflected some very very deep and fundamental changes in the way that the business was being conducted both in terms of selling stuff to consumers and and indeed B2B as well.
1: Yeah for sure I mean you know back then we were you know very much at the I suppose the the forefront of trying to convince people like yourself that uh, things were going to change and they were going to change for good, and there was a lot of scepticism back then. I mean, I remember, you know, there wasn't even before you were appointed and and people kind of in similar roles, there wasn't even a clear um, rationale for. You know, would you go to the, the, I suppose the business editor and try mm. and tell the story of like what was going on in the internet, or would you try and find somebody who understood? Technology, um, because the you know clearly there was there was no real understanding. There was no such thing back then as e-commerce, and it was all new. Um, so it was a big education job at the time.
0: Yeah, and I, I just loved as a journalist um, reporting on a positive story. It was it was it was a lot of fun, and we got to go to a lot of a lot of good events, like your uh, first Tuesday events
1: <laughs> as well, which yeah. became
0: uh, celebrated. Um, we'll we'll just scroll right forward into the, into the, the present day then, and, and and tell us where you're at now with um, Gong.
1: So Gong is uh, a business-to-business-focused uh, communications agency. It, I would say, it, like many agencies nowadays, you know, we're much broader um, than just media relations. Um, we tend to, um, I suppose, earn our crust these days looking after companies who are very, um, very concerned with the future of the world, you know, the SDGs, uh, global health, Being one example, supply chain sustainability, um, sustainable finance, you know, talent. Where where are we going to find the people that we need to keep fueling business growth in the years to come? So lots of really big, complex issues um, that are keeping CEOs awake at night.
0: And what interests me about about this is is you're not just um, I assume just chasing the money and looking for right across different industries and thinking where can we find clients. You're setting out to define yourself in order. You would hope to attract the clients that you want to work with in the on the kinds of projects that you actually believe in.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we I suppose the one big thing that's different about the business um, today than you know the one that I, I ran 15 years ago is that we've got an office in Nairobi. You know, mm. who would have thought that we'd be you know, doing business in Africa to the extent that we are. But, it, you know, if you if you look at where there are kind of big growth hubs around the world at the moment, uh, you know, Africa is a really exciting frontier market. Um, That's fascinating, because a few days. years ago,
0: it was all about opening office in uh, Dubai. Or, yeah, But now, indeed. now there are opportunities elsewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, the sectors that are really important um, in, East, in the East African market and the West African market um, are, you know, unsurprisingly... Uh, Ict you know it's kind of the knowledge industries it's the the issues the underlying issues are how are we going to find jobs for all of the the young people in the world to keep them you know usefully and gainfully employed um, and to keep you know tax dollars rolling in to pay for um improvements in people's economies and, and, and civil society so you know it, it it's it's not it's not rocket science basically
0: and do you think it's important for for PR agencies um, communications agencies of all, all different types to have a clearly defined sort of mission or, or sense of of purpose or is it something that, you know, a few agencies can define themselves as, as having this, whether it's sustainability or diversity or, or whatever it is, but actually most agencies have to kind of be all things to all people?
1: I think it's a really interesting question because it's always served um, me very well to have a... A clearly defined segment, kind of uh, you know, an area of business that people can identify with and, and, and come and find you for. I think if you don't have any sense of what you're good at as a business across the board, not just PR, then it's harder for for people to know, you know, why they don't want to do business with you in the first place. I think this idea of purpose is actually just an evolution of passion. You know, it's mm-hmm. just less self-serving. It's about more than one kind of stakeholder. I think in the past it was perfectly acceptable to be really passionate about business and, you know, kind of be an entrepreneur who was out there um, working very, very hard to build a business that was ultimately, you know, kind of successful on one metric. Today, you know, we're a lot more, arguably, we're a lot more sensitized to the different kinds of stakeholders. Um, and that's just a fancy way of saying, you know, we have to look after the people who are, you know, creating the wealth upstream in the supply chain and not just the executives who are kind of out there leading the company.
0: Yeah. And, and there, is a, there is a moral dimension to it though, isn't it? it that, that, that PR at its best is is taking a stand of, of some kind. And um, it's important, if you want to work with the goodies rather than the baddies, if you want to have a good reputation, you've got to have some clarity about... What that entails—it's uh,
1: it, a really interesting conversation, and it's something that you can imagine kind of keeps people really um, innovated. Because you know, y- you could have potentially a very lucrative brief that that comes into the agency. But these days, what you'd find is that you know the questions that come from the team are: Well, do we want to work for this company? You know, our, it might be a crisis brief; it might be a really interesting piece of business. But actually, if what we're doing is trying to help. You know kind of bad corporates get away with stuff by helping them message it. do we really want to be a part of that and increasingly, I think the people who are you know the the very best talent in um, corporate communications are young people who are you know very very much more. Um, inspired by going to work every day and making the world a better place, not covering up some of the bad stuff that's going on.
0: Yeah, do you, do you do you sense that's that's changed a lot in in the last decade or so that people are wanting those jobs that have more meaning than just showing up for work every day and getting mm. paid? Salaries? For
1: sure, for sure. I mean, I think it's becoming actually a, a really big issue for anybody running an agency. Is how do we hold on to the you know the the very um, skilled very kind of portfolio minded young international citizens who kind of tend to show up for a while yeah. you know develop <laughs> themselves get some brilliant experience get some really good rungs on their career ladder and then you know they're off to go and travel and and do something that's really going to stretch them and uh, and I think it genuinely is something that agency of talent scouts and bosses have to really think long and hard about because you you have to find a way of retaining your best people and
0: what what's the, the way to do that i mean is it to offer flexible work people talk about that but i i thought working in a pr agency actually it was quite important to get get everyone together um quite regularly in fact every day if possible to brainstorm ideas and so on so where do you stand on on sort of flexible working
1: yeah i mean should... we're really proud of the fact that we have a lot of flexible and agile working we've got a lot of you know mums in the business who you know for whom their professional careers are very important but they want to achieve some balance and you know kind of not to keep working at the expense of their of their children completely and you know I think that's the future I think if if we want to keep the very best talent in the business and it's not just a female thing um, we've got to be able to offer people flexibility and whether that means You know that they go away for a while and do a master's and come back, or whether they go and do a sabbatical for a few months and then come back. I mean, one really good thing about Gong that I'm very proud of is that people do come back. You know, I'm just about to welcome back a lady who you know has been out of the business for 18 months. In that time, she's gone off to um, South Africa where she lived for a year. She's had a baby, but she's coming back, and that's fantastic. And I think you know we need to see more of that. We can't be as linear in our demands on people's kind of career commitments you've just got to kind of recognize that people will go off and do things and then come back maybe to do a slightly different job but if they've got really great experience um, and really good kind of corporate knowledge then it's better to have them back in the business
0: and on um the gender pay gap as, as it's so called and uh a awful lot of focus on that at the moment in every business large and small what do you think the record of the PR industry is in, in terms of uh, gender issues
1: well I'm keeping an eye on the the filings um, just because you know DNI is a world that we're very active in um, I haven't seen any of the big agencies submit their um, their figures at the moment but I think what will be really interesting is when the big the very big multinational groups um, put their figures in because I think the the fact that most of them at the very highest levels tend to be staffed by men will actually start to skew the figures and what you'll see is that although, you know, on, on one measure the PR industry is very, you know, kind of it's almost female heavy mm. I think that tends to be probably at the the more junior end. I think just in November, actually, one of the top five global agencies had its first female CEO. Right. Um, so yes. you know that tells you everything that you need to know. So those, those, the fact that there are more men in those higher paid positions will will mean that the industry won't score as highly as it should.
0: And what about um, interrupting your career? You mentioned going, you know, going on to have children and, and taking taking career breaks. Um, how? sort of easy is it to keep a career going to pick up a career once um you've had you've had children you've had life changes things have things have happened do
1: you know i think we are blessed in this industry um with the the fact that you know if you have the skills they're hugely transferable in the first place if you can communicate if you're a good writer if you are someone who is you know kind of savvy in terms of uh, information and audiences and how people are picking up their clues and their information that doesn't go away just because you've had a couple of kids uh, and you can very quickly kind of tune yourself back in to what's going on and be useful and relevant to an agency again so I think it's um, I think it's a really good industry to be in as somebody who wants that balance between family and professional life.
0: Yes and and what about other forms of, of diversity because w- the, the PR industry doesn't um, appear to have a brilliant record uh, on that, but where do you where do you see it?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at what's going on in the PRCA um, and PR Week, I mean, I've just seen a new mentor um, program announced in the last couple of weeks for um, BAME people, um, just to make sure that there you know there is some really proactive and practical help being offered to people from um, ethnic minorities. Um, I think what's really interesting about DNI though is that you know for the most part we're all still fixated on the visible differences it's like you know what gender are you what color are you do you are you a wheelchair user you know can Mm -hmm. i see the difference in you and is that represented in my agency photo when we do a lineup but actually the working with um lloyds of london on their dive in festival which has now become a you know a huge international success it has enabled us to see at the cutting edge of diversity and inclusion that actually you know the issues some of the more difficult issues which don't usually get spoken about are starting to be aired in in some of the most surprising sectors as well so you know, talking about mental illness um, mm. and stress at work, um, talking about even, you know, menopause. I mean, these are some of the last taboos. And, you know, companies now are creating opportunities for employees to be able to you know, bring all of this stuff to work and, and kind of have it discussed openly. And that can only be great, I think, for, you know, kind of retention and productivity.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's one of the changes we, we've seen in recent years for, for the better. Just looking back over over your your career and your experiences, what what changes have you seen um, in the PR industry? What what, what would you like to flag up? What's what's different now to ten years ago or or even twenty years ago when the when the dot com boom was was just just beginning.
1: I think we're much less fixated on uh, media relations as an industry it doesn't all start and end with you know writing a press release and sending out and pitching a story to the media I mean that's obviously still a really important part but it isn't the be all and end all I think the the shift of um, I suppose you know the the owned channels versus the earned channels is is the biggest difference so by that I mean these days if you're if you're very content savvy you can build up your own twitter following you can build up your own linkedin network and actually that network can be you know so much more targeted um in a business to business context i'm talking about specifically now and it can be much much harder working for you than you know going out and pitching something to a uh, an obscure trade title
0: and if if advertising and marketing agencies have have moved as they have you know towards content and content marketing is has been been the big thing and PR agencies have kind of moved into the same space what 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 is the difference anymore between between PR and and marketing do you do you see a very clear line or um or
1: not I think there is still a line and I think the line is about um reputation so I think public relations is ultimately about your brand reputation it's about what people say about you when you're not in the room whereas marketing is about shifting product or services selling stuff and you know they're not different every day of the week they're often very very similar because one gives rise to another you can have a great reputation for you know for a product that you've invented and and marketed but there are times when those two areas will diverge Um, and I think that's that's the easiest distinction that I can describe
0: And what's the most sort of common mistake that people make when they look at PR agencies or think from the outside about what PR actually entails?
1: I think the the most common mistake is to believe that all PR is about celebrities and um, product placement and endorsement because I think that's the most visible part of it. That's the, you know, as a, you know, uh, I don't know uh, uh, an average consumer and someone who who doesn't work in any way uh, near the marketing services industries, you could be forgiven for thinking that um, you know working with pop stars or Kardashians is is what PR is all about. So I think it's the depth and the breadth of PR as an industry that is lost on so many people, but we have to take responsibility for that. You know, the PR industry itself has to start rolling out programs where you know it educates people you know kids in schools one of the things that i've started doing very gladly is um giving up just a tiny bit of time to work with um founders for schools which is going into schools and 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 just telling kids of 11 12 you know 14 15 pre o-level choices what pr is all about so that they can at least have heard of it you know before they kind of get pushed down the 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 kind of the classic career silos of are you going to be a an estate agent a doctor a teacher or an engineer you know there are other jobs out there
0: yes and when I I made the the switch I suppose the the, the disappointment was it wasn't as glamorous as I (laughs) I thought I hoped (laughs) it would be but but on the positive side it was actually about rather than selling stuff um, it was about convincing people of things and changing opinions and changing perceptions and that's very interesting work and sometimes it might even be socially useful work uh, you never know so when, when you when you when you look back and and if you were to give someone advice as they are now entering um, the PR world or the communications industry what 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 would you tell them how would you advise them about getting on in this field
1: well, I think there are so many more opportunities for people to kind of prove that they can that they have an aptitude for the work before they even cross an agency threshold door these days you know if you if you're interested in the media if you're interested in storytelling in content then you know all you need is access to a, an an average smartphone these days as a young person to be able to make a video um you know post on instagram write a blog publish it tell a story so all of those um skills i think are relevant and would be very uh, al- almost essential to see if someone's saying I'd really like a job in PR it's like well show me what you've done Great,
0: well listen thank you very much for having this conversation it's, it's been fascinating and um, very best of luck with everything here at GOM Thank you Mike It was great fun catching up with Nada and transporting myself back in time to the dot com boom and bust. It was such a fun period of um, collusion I guess between the journalists and the PR people at least on the way up I had a lot of fun back then working as I did at Sky News and so nice to hear someone now framing an agenda for public relations with a moral dimension, some purpose and values. That's it for this week. Please do tune in again next time for the PR for Humans podcast with me, Mike Sargent. Visit prforhumans.com and do please share a link with anyone else you think might be interested. Thanks very much for your time. Goodbye.